Oh my god, yes, it's you know, easy. Like hier hieroglyphs or yeah. something, it's not really... Welcome to the Explore Everywhere podcast, where we explore the world through hiking trails and paddling routes, visit some amazing places, and meet the people who love and protect them. To support the Explore Everywhere podcast, check out our online store at www.exploreeverywheremedia.com. For the map, pictures, and details on the route to Molly's Rock, check out the new Paddling MB website at www.paddlingmb.ca or check out the link in the show notes. Welcome to episode 23 of the Explore Everywhere podcast. This one has been a year in the making. Sorry for the delay. This one is a two-part series from a paddle that we had last summer. And it was a group paddle with Dino Kubrick put it on. He did it under the Canoe Kayak New Brunswick Association. But it was a trip to Molly's Rock in the Benton Deadwater. Benton's a little spot close to Woodstock off the highway. And there's a long uh, flooded deadwater there. And on that route, it's Eel River, but on that route there's Molly's Rock, which is a large flattish rock that makes a good stopping spot along the river. And there's a lot of history there for thousands of years. That used to be a main route. If you know about the Maliseet Trail going from the St. John River Valley all the way through to Bangor. This is part of that route. I think there were seven kayaks and seven canoes that went on this trip. It was a beautiful day. Lots of dragonflies, which was good because I think that was what was keeping the mosquitoes down. It was an absolute beautiful day. So we paddled to Molly's Rock. Heard stories about trips that Dino took with, uh, you'll hear from Beth Johnson. She told a story about a trip that they took back in 2005, actually. So Dino, Beth, and Craig McDonald was there. And there's another guy on that trip. But they went all the way through from Meductic on the St. John River all the way through to Bangor on the Maliseet Trail and she tells about those stories and amazing stories um, so much so that I actually missed the story that Anne told on what Molly's Rock actually was so I have to go back with somebody and find out the actual story from Molly's Rock but from what I can understand, it's a rock where it used to be, like I say, a major stopping point for people that were traveling on that route. And I, Molly might have been somebody that sold things on that rock as just a commonplace, kind of a convenience store of the day 2,000 years ago. But just an amazing spot. There's engravings on the rock. There's, there's all kinds of stuff that you'll hear about in this episode. So episode one is our trip to the rock. It is about the rock itself a little bit. It's about the trips that were made in the past. So Dino, Beth, Craig, and another guy made the trips. And I'll try to add some of these names in the description. They made a trip in 2005, and they tell how much of a struggle some of it was. There is another trip with Patrick Polches and Martin Paul in 1994 that made the trip. And the same thing, they had this similar kind of struggles. That's episode one. Episode two is after that, for more storytelling, when we left and packed our boats up, we went down the road in Benton to the church and we heard stories from some of the writings around the area. And we walked out to where Dino thinks that the Portage Trail would have came out and hit Eel River. So you could take Eel River around, a long way around to get to Meductic, but there's also what 
they think from the writings is the portage trail that cut across country from where the river turns away from the St. John River. And it's right there in Benton. And then we go down further down the road to across from the Agriculture Center. And it's, it's where the Portage Trail would have cut across country. And talk about a potentially lost golden calf in one of the stories from 1877. And then we ended the day. So that's part two. So with that, let's jump in a canoe and go on the Benton Deadwater to Molly's Rock. So we're, we're now in the main channel. Now on the way back, I think the easiest way to get where we want to go is going to be down the main channel, see the dam, don't go over the dam, and then go to your left. So Blake, I understand you like you like swimming. I understand you. I love, I love, I'm a hippo. I like. I heard, I heard that you like. The trip isn't complete unless you get a dip. I hear. Well, you challenge yourself a little bit. Challenge yourself a little bit. So. Sorry. So we'll head out. Um, this is where the confusion starts. Like a lot of people, there's a number of stories of people getting in here and just getting kind of not finding where they're going. But right now we're on a GPS track that I laid down quite a while ago for Molly for Molly's Rock. So so Ann and I will take the lead. We've got seven kayaks and how many canoes, Ann? Seven, including us. Yeah, I think so. So once in a while, you guys people do a count. If you think you're missing, we're missing somebody, let us know. And away we go. Oh, we're jumping, there's a lot of dragonflies today. Yeah. But they hang out in here, hey, when you get in the open water, there's not yeah. a thing. Yeah, but just a little bit of wind out there. Wow, That's good though, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. For the mosquitoes. Although, there's a bit of a breeze, hey, so. Yeah. It's hard to believe how much lower this is than when we were here. Oh, there's probably trout, I'm guessing, but yeah, I don't know. So that right there is an island. Yeah, yeah, you can go around. We went around the back side of it and, and looped around, and then went back down again. Got something. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's another stream that goes up this way, up to the left. Which to the left? That, that island's kind of a point, almost like there's a point of land behind it, I think. Between the two streams. This, this is Pokemushine stream up here. Pokemushine goes back for a number of miles, and there's an old prospector who's got a claim up there for land. So, uh, he hasn't acted on it difficult to get in there with the mining operation and the mining operation done properly, this kind of water and stuff would be an issue, but that's Poke Moonshine and the first one we went by was Fish Creek. So right now we're about a kilometer from Black's Landing, which will be on this side here. And we're, we're probably, we're not quite halfway to Molly. We're coming up to a place as uh, Blackie's Landing. And that's just a couple hundred meters ahead on the shore. Another road, if you look ahead, you see a flat piece of forestry at the end of these mountains towards the water. There's a road there, but you're on a lumber road and you've got probably 7 to 10 kilometers to get out to Pedro. 
Stay steady in. Yeah. Oh, sure right up on her, yeah. That's good. Well, when, when, we, when the spy maps the Americans released in 1820 came out, it turns out that there was a portage right there because there was a falls. So when Ducks Unlimited flooded down below, even up here the flood exists, but it, the, but the length of a, a leg of an outboard yeah, motor We'll touch, we'll touch the rapids that, that were a portage in 1820. So it was kind of a, it was a pretty funky thing because if you hadn't told me that, I would have known about it. So you look, and, and the drawings from Chief Neptune's trip through here, the, the two surveyors did a really good job. And you can take, the, you can take the, the drawings and lay them over Google Earth and be very close to what the actual river is. And where you told me I had that spot marked, there's a, there's a portage right there with falls. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's, it is incredible yeah. how accurate they yeah. are. I just put the screen down. All of a sudden, the, 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 just the spectrum of light changed, and it was R. Graham was what's, what's, what, what, I, what I picked up in here. But you can see some, some stuff in here. I see that. Yeah. I think that might be the H there, maybe. Yeah, H. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so it's, it's a little, little tricky to get. But there's, there's some other people told me to see some other things here, but this is the only one I'm aware of. Oh, really? Here. Yeah, you know. Oh, there's some bigger. Is that what you want to show people there? Do you, need, do you need some water for that, or you can see it pretty easily? I think, well, I guess I don't. I've never used the water before. You can see it quite plainly. <laughs> okay. I, I thought you were kind of letting the discovery happen. I was. <laughs> <laughs> building up the entry. Okay. <laughs> Well, it's just right here, and I mean, it's, oh, go ahead. oh my it's, God, yes, it's, it's easy. Hier hieroglyphs or something. Yeah. It's not really. I didn't think it was letters when we were kids here and looking at it. We kind of tried to make letters out of it, and it didn't seem to make letters. Some of them do, but some of them don't. So I, we thought it might have been some kind of a hybrid or something. I don't wow. know. But Dino's water might make some of that appear yeah, more. Yeah. I guess I've never really tried to decipher anything or take any pictures. He's the one with the yeah. fancy equipment, I guess. So you, you used yeah. to come up here as kids to well, see this stuff? It will all come yep. out. Yeah, absolutely. We were on this river all the time. When I was a kid, the, the channel was narrow and there was these beautiful, majestic oak and maple and elm and just hanging over the river. There were places here where they almost touched in the middle. Seriously, especially up here above the falls, yeah. right where you go above that, what you said, where they tear the bottom yeah. off the boat, 
called the falls. It's not yeah. really falls, but uh, right above that, oh, it was beautiful. The trees would touch right over top of you, and it was perfectly shaded for like a, I don't know, there would be spots that there would be sun, but there were, there were like literally miles of the river that were Did under Molly, canopy. Is it the mm. dam that backs things up? And this dam in Benton where you guys yeah. put in, yeah. The Molly's Rock was probably much bigger then, was it? Uh, no, here the water wouldn't have affected it too okay. much. It, I mean, the, the water made it come up. I was going to take a picture of a foot oh, here, maybe yeah. two feet here, maybe. So it would have flooded in the back more, maybe, but it wouldn't have taken away much of it, much of the property. But as far as the riverbank, yeah, those trees. Once that water come up two feet, it drowned those trees, and in, in ten years they were all in the water. So what, what was the purpose of the dam? Ducks Unlimited. Just to make a bigger wetland. Make a bigger wetland for ducks. Yeah. The, the river does area. take some of that nature back when you get way up. Yeah, yeah. Above the falls, yeah. it's pr virtually unchanged. Yeah. Or I mean, it's still come up a little yeah. bit, and you lost most yeah. of the trees. But yeah. Yeah. Well, is there a put in above here, like road access? Yeah. Yeah, two. you can put in at Slater Road. And, and there's two roads, isn't there? It is yep. gorgeous. Um, but Slater Road would be the best place to put in. Yeah. Then you don't, you wouldn't have to. If you, if you put in a deal lake, you can put in right at deal lake yeah. and come down through, but. There's a it's, spot there that you have to portage. It's just a short portage at, yeah, right, at uh, oh, it's a mill. I'm terrible with names. Is Slater Road, though, is there a bridge over the river there? Yep. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. Not loaded. Holy, look at the dragonflies over here. Wow. Dragonfly breeding ground there. It is. That's crazy. Patrick and uh, Martin went in 2005, Patrick Polchis and Martin Paul, yeah. or, pardon me, in 1994. Yeah. And it was the first all Aboriginal trip in more than 100 years in 94 to that time. And I was, I along with David Keenleyside, who was a field archaeologist with the Museum of Civilization in Ottawa. And uh, several of us put together this expedition with Martin and Pat, and David and I canoed down the river. We camped up around the corner here, I don't know, four or five kilometers, and then they had they they walked right from Maliseet Trail, where you go to Hayes Falls. They walked straight through the woods. They bushwhacked. And by the time they got to yep, Benton, they were dehydrated, and then they had the canoe, and then they, I was telling Dino, they went up here, and they, they, they went left, and they got, they lost four or five hours in a, in a bad channel there, then they finally, and I'll, I'll never forget it. We were standing there, David and I, and we had cold beer for them, and I had a barbecue set up, and... <laughs> It you was know, the, the two of them, they just couldn't of, believe it. Oh my God, steak and, and beer. And, and then the rest of the time they were on their own. But I'll tell you what's fascinating was traveling with David Keenley's side, who is uh, one of Canada's leading experts on the uh, Eastern North American uh, indigenous peoples. And we'd be in, in, the pa in the canoe, we'd be paddling down the river up further up here. And he, we'd go close to shore, and he'd say, "There's a petroglyph right there." And you, sure enough, yeah, there it was, and it was fascinating. And then a few years later, we did a film. Bob Miller, my friend Bob Miller, did a film 
In fact, Dino was familiar with that you film. You can buy pickle Well, they, they, I think that might have been when I met you first. At the, yeah. You showed it to us. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We did that at Atlantic Media Works. That's correct. Yeah. And uh, so we were at a, you would know which waterfalls it was. It's about a class five waterfalls, rapids down in Maine. And we were sitting around and we had, we, uh, we had a uh, film crew there. And we're sitting around just like this. And David Keenly side says, you, you see that tree over there, Bob? And he said, if we reach under there, I'm almost positive we'll, we'll find some pottery shards or we'll find. So Bob turned the camera on. None of us had been there before. And David Keenly side reaches in and he starts pulling out stuff. And it was the most amazing thing that he had been doing that for so long, he could tell. And the reason he knew that there were uh, artifacts, there. artifacts there is because uh, the indigenous people would have camped before they undertook to walk around the falls, or they would, so they would leave all their stuff right there. So it, it, it was common sense, but... It was really fascinating. That film is still around. Bob is gone now, of course, but uh, it's it's an interesting. And we did manage to get some money out of the province to do aerial photographs. Yes, I remember the aerial. Yeah, so. it was really quite an adventure. What's the name of the film again? I can't remember right yeah. now, Beth. But uh, oh, it was. Bob was awfully proud of that. I have an ultimate goal with this trail, and what I'd like it to see it become is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And I think that that's a very real possibility. Right here. Yeah, you know, right from here down to Bangor, Maine, down to Old Town. So it would be an international collaboration. I came up with a line called, uh, "Is that my heart pounding or the sound of distant drums?" And that's how I feel whenever I'm on this in this area. But anyway, I think that this is one of the most remarkable places I've ever. Been up in here, and it's just you can't help but be inspired by it. the old Silk Road. Yeah, similar thing. Yeah, and uh, but you know, like I say, when they were building the, the pyramids, indigenous people are sitting right here doing what we're doing now, having lunch. It's amazing. I know when I did the trail, there was times that you would just. It, the spirit of a place just seeps into you. Yeah. And it, it's just, well, it's a spiritual experience. That's right. You just, and you think of what they did and how they moved and all that they knew. It, it just leaves me in awe. But to, uh, I just think it makes us richer to know these things. And to, like to be here, because it's not just the... The spirit of them in the past being here, it's still a beautiful place. And, uh, you know, that the combination of the, the land and the nature and the history, it's just, that just creates the very richness of the experience. But I know what you mean. There were times on the trail where Craig McDonald was great. He, he's done a lot of work on all the Cree portages up in uh, in Ontario. Right. And he has mapped out all the winter portage trails and speaks Cree and incredible knowledgeable guy and he was really interested in this so he came and paddled with his daughter Nancy who worked here in New Brunswick but when we would 
And like when we were portaging around the falls there in the, on the Mattawamkeg, yeah. like he said, you know, we portaged way around and got well below the falls. And he said, let's go up closer. He said, they were paddling up this river. They would paddle right to the lip of the falls. And he said, and they would portage right here. And we just parted the bushes. And it's like, it, I, it, I still just makes me, like you could just feel the spirits there. Exactly. And, and he said, look at, look at the rock. The rock was worn out from so many feet, just up and down the side of those falls. And uh, it was just, it was just that just took me away and just it's like you were right there Patrick and Martin said the very same thing whenever yeah. they found those footprints they would stop and have a smudge and, yeah. you know. it is it's a gift it's you're a gift. right and to it's give a gift from the creator yeah. yeah well I was sorry their expedition you know they didn't complete the trail no they did they got it all the way down oh did they they got down to Indian Island and they were uh, they had planned it um, so that they were received at the big powwow, the, the Wabanaki, Wabanaki powwow in, on Indian Island at Old Town. In Old Town. And they were, they were greeted with great honor and a whole flotilla of canoes went out to greet them and uh, it was fabulous. Okay. Yeah. No, they made the whole trip. God, he... He had his bags packed, and I have to tell another story about him too. So we camped right down below Hayes Falls there the first night. Just oh, did, so did you you walked in through Hayes Falls? Well, for the first night we parked Hayes the parking lot, and we just camped up in the woods there. Right. And then, and then my niece from Woodstock portaged all her gear to Benton, and we we hiked up across up to past the falls. We crossed the highway, and we did the same thing. We just bushwhacked. Bushwhacked. But um, pretty wet down through there, isn't it? Uh, well, yeah, there were. We got in. Yeah. We kept kind of getting off because we get into some wet spots yeah. and that you know according to the maps now that's it's all marked up more actual trail but yeah but so tony drives up that night and um you know meets all the group and we all we're having a beer and we always enjoyed a beer with each other but so we go to bed and we get up and here's the first day big day, right? We're going to start the trail and do the portage. We're having breakfast, and Tony's drinking a beer for breakfast, this American beer, and I'm like, geez. Um, so he's starting early. And, uh, but I never said anything, but, you know, down in St. Stephen, we got talking about the trip, and I said, you know, Tony, I said, I said, at first I was a little worried about you when I saw you having beer for breakfast the first morning. And he said, well, no, he said, that was one I didn't drink the night before, and I didn't want to carry it over the portage trail. <laughs> I wasn't going to leave it behind. So. <laughs> oh, gosh, he was a great soul. Yeah. One more thing, Beth Johnson, you were here in 2005 on probably March, March 20th, I think, or 21st that evening. What do you remember that night? I'm sorry, May, May. <laughs> I was just talking a little bit about it coming up here, is that in my memory, what a big day it was that we had. It was exciting. And, you know, we walked the portage trail from 
we went to the same St. John River and deliberately started right there and then walked and bushwhacked our way up to Benton and uh, we had the fortune to have all our gear portaged by truck waiting for us there but it was later in the day and it was it was an adventure finding our way through the through the woods to Benton and uh, we still had to come up up the river and make camp so I just remember our, we were busy paddling. There was none of this like, oh my goodness, that was beautiful. And, but, but even then, I remember how incredibly beautiful it was. But the excitement of the beginning of, you know, of all the planning that Dino had done, and we had kicked in and helped him do some recon in Maine. So Dino had us well informed of what we were doing, um, what we were responsible for. I had done a lot of food planning for the trip. All the food planning. So there's a, a big buildup, and now we finally got that paddle going. And, uh, and and what I do remember is how rocky it was here. Like, okay, we gotta put where are you gotta put your tent. And we had a few tents. And uh, and it was the first night we camped with Craig McDonald. And um, did you think we could get the tarp up that night too? I think it rained yep. most every night. Yep. Yeah, and I remember. Um, we had our fire up in, in, in the crack in the rocks, and you had those great steel bars. Those are yeah, Craig, Craig's fire irons. Yes, the fire yeah. irons. So there's a lot of new things I learned on the trip. I mean, I brought years of doing trips in different places, but I was just telling people here that when we did that crossing in 2005, much as I've done paddle trips up north in the Yukon and Nahani, and trips in South America and the States. Doing the trail in 2005 had been probably one of the biggest adventures I ever had. It had everything that you would want in an adventure. It had such a re rich history. And it, it has, in that history, it's just the spirit that's on this trail. It's, it's very moving to me. We were just talking about it. but. Uh, and the beauty of it, like, I remember as you keep going up this river, I mean, we're going upstream and slow down a little bit through the rapids and just the big trees. And uh, you couldn't help, although you're trying to get somewhere, the beauty of the, the trail really uh, was always with us. But it, it challenged everything. Like imagine, you know, making camp here late at day in the rain. Rocks are slippery. You know, where are you going to put your tent? You know, all our gears out. And and then just navigating and but a lot of prep went into this trip. And I have to thank Dino for organizing us. Uh, we we had a plan, and we should get to these sites. If we can get there, we're doing well. And then it rained like heck, you know, which was another gift. Everybody at home thinking about us thought we were having a terrible trip, but the rivers came up and away we went. So as far as an adventure, and the people on in the trail, they were friends or just new friends, and that part of taking care of each other and each pulling your weight, you had to pull your weight. And it was just <coughs> unspoken. You, you just got up and you did things and you made things happen. And by making things happen, that's when the magic happens. So 
There was magic on that trip. There was lots of learning. Deep friendships evolved and, and a deeper understanding of this rich history that we have here on this trail and, and in this part of the country. So I, I felt just, I just felt so honored to be uh, on, the, on the trip. And, um, and it's, you know, I, I just took lots of lessons away. I took a deeper appreciation of the history of our province and its people, uh, uh, of the challenges of just doing something local. I mean, we went through, what, five different waterways? We, there, there's a lot of um, balls in the air. So I, and one night further on in the trip, I remember crawling into a very wet tent and uh, a damp bag and thought that's probably the biggest adventure day I've ever had. It called forth everything I had to just keep going and make sure things happened. And it was a lot of fun. And you know, what, what was neat was, I, I think half of us didn't know one another. Yeah, deeper friendships. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know Craig at Craig, all. Craig, we we Craig. met each other kind of doing the recon yeah. stuff. Yeah. But Craig, Craig showed up. Like Craig, like I'm wearing quick dry this, quick dry that. Craig showed up wearing your uncle's big brother green pants and big brother green shirt and a full size axe and. Like he didn't have any of this, you know, fancy schmancy stuff. At the end of day one, no one was allowed to touch that axe except Craig. Like we realized that a full-size axe is what we needed. And Craig taught us like there wasn't a supper or a stopping or a happening where Craig didn't didn't teach us something. It was just it, it, it was just master class. He was yeah. Yeah. I mean Beth Beth was really something. I mean you you really you brought skills like I've never seen. But, but Craig was, he even taught you things. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. That's, that's yeah. part of the beauty of it, that you learn so much. Like he, that guy put up a tarp. Like uh, his little way of slipping the rope through the oh, grommets yeah. with yeah. a little uh, piece of wood in there. Like he, and what I loved about him, and it really fits my motto of, if you're gonna take people outdoors, it needs to be a positive, safe but part of that is being prepared and if it's going to pour rain all night you need to put up a good tarp and that's the difference between one hell of a night having supper and sitting under a great tarp and being happy and um, so Craig was he was like you're gonna do something you do it right and uh, yeah, he taught us a lot. Yeah, one, one third of the firewood that we'd bring in, Craig would Craig would downgrade it to not burnable. Well, not burnable yeah. till he went to bed. Yeah. 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 Anything that, anything he'd hold it up against his face to test it, and if he didn't turn it was dry enough, you weren't going to burn it. Yeah. And that saved us. We were we didn't really know where we were going to camp, and, and we didn't book ahead. But but the, the point of view on land ownership when you cross that American border changes drastically. And we were somewhere that we know didn't know the owner, but we're camping the side and we hear an ATV going through the woods. And we got a feeling he could smell our fire. But because of Craig's standards on dry wood, there was no smoke. You couldn't find the fire. So everybody just, the whole group, we kept doing what we were doing. We just did it quietly. 
And we all looked at one another and we could hear the guys. Because it was three in the afternoon and we needed that. We needed the camp. We Every meal we had was over fire. There was no stove cooking once we got going. And so Craig's, Craig's, Craig's fire standard really, I think it made us, we wouldn't have finished the trip. <laughs> oh yeah. We, I mean, with all the rain, we were in love with standing dry hardwood. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Yeah. Well. yeah. Well, we should, we should think about, get, the wind is actually going to help us get home. So we should probably think about heading out. Probably, it's one o'clock now. I think it should be in, on the waterway. Uh, sorry, is it 12, 12 o'clock now? One. 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 So let, let's try to be on the water by, uh, by 1.30. Also, the mouth of moonshine, a uh, brook that runs in here that is normally full of trout. So here would have been an easy place to get a meal too, right? Uh, and, and not just a meal of bony old pickerel or bass wouldn't have been in the water here at all probably, but trout's beautiful. I, if, you, if you've ever eaten brook trout there, it's the best fish there is. And an and abundant supply would have been right here, like yeah. easy access. Yeah, got to steer with the wind now. Yeah, nice little tail. That's an eagle there. Look at diving Oh yeah, down wait the up, there. look at the wingspan. Ooh, we're gonna go over the dam. <laughs> we're close. Until next time, hope to see you on the trail or on the water.